just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. How are you doing today? Are you making it? Have you, are you just feel your purpose, your your goal, your everything in life is just lined up and you've got all the energy and direction that you need? Or maybe, like the rest of us, you, you need a little help now and then, like every day. <laughs> well, good news, help is here. And that is the title of a new book. It's out now and it is by... Max Lucado, and I know most of you know him, uh, he's the teaching pastor at Oak Hills Church in San Antonio, Texas, and he has written so many wonderful, encouraging, solid, biblically solid books, which is key, uh, and he's here to talk to you today. Max, I am excited to have you back on Life Today Live. As I told you before we started, I just appreciate you taking the time to do this. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. It's a real treat to talk to you. I hope that you're doing well. And um, send you greetings from New York City. I'm typically down the highway from you there in San Antonio, but not today. Well, you're in a place that needs lots of help, and so I'm glad you're there. <laughs> but you know, it's the re- a busy place, that's it, for sure. It is a busy place uh, and very crowded. But that aside, you know, the reality is, no matter how we're doing, whatever circumstances are going through. I know. I mean, the economy's tough. People, I don't, I've, some people still haven't recovered, whether physically or just emotionally, from from COVID. And then there's just life. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. All of us need some help. And that's why, I mean, the title of your book just kind of breathes a breath of fresh air into our lives. What are you trying to impart to people? I really wrote this book for people who are worn out. People who feel they've just come to the end of their rope. Uh, feel like they don't have any more cope, uh, any more strength, and they're completely exhausted. I read a statistic last week, 84% of Americans describe themselves as under heavy stress. Mm. 84%. That's pretty remarkable to think that nearly nine out of 10 people you see on the street would describe themselves as as stressed out. So I, I think that my desire is that this book lands in the hands of people who would describe themselves like that and are open, Randy, to something other than just good advice from their bowling buddy or a good conversation with their bridge partner, but they're really wanting supernatural strength and are open to the possibility, uh, whether they believe in God or not, that God believes in them and that he has some supernatural strength to impart their way. And could we have a conversation Hmm. about the Holy spirit? So you've probably noticed that, uh, there's, there seems to be an uptick in conversation. And I mean, you can read statistics, you know, I, I didn't put all my faith in statistics, but there, there are a lot of statistics that say, that, that people are suffering from more mental health issues than ever. And, and wherever the truth is on that, what I do know is that people are willing to talk about it a lot more than they used to be. Do you see that as an opening to maybe have a conversation with people? I really do. Um, and I've, I've seen those same statistics, and um, they're, 
the the alarming number of young people uh, in college age, high school and college age, dealing with anxiety and depression mm-hmm. is, is disconcerting. Uh, I do think there's an openness. And I'm wondering, and I'm, I'm no sociologist, but I know that we have become a very secular nation. But you can only be secular so long <laughs> until you realize it doesn't work. Yeah. And um, maybe the declared religion of our nation is still secularism, according to you know government and entertainment. But I'm beginning to sense an openness to spirituality that is refreshing. Um, really not an openness to, uh, to the gospel so much as there is an openness to, I need something. What I've done has not worked. Mm-hmm. And so there's an openness to have an honest conversation about a God who loves us, a savior who came for us and a spirit who empowers us. And again, I'm no sociologist and probably somewhere there's somebody who documents this, who's shaking their head saying Lakato's off his rocker, but it sure seems like something's happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I think it's real. Uh, but even if it's, you know, whatever, wherever we are in the way society moves back and forth, the reality is every single human on the face of the earth has a missing part. I mean, I, I, if your spirit is dead, you want it to be alive. Absolutely. Where do you, where do you start? So Christians understand the Holy Spirit and, and we can have that conversation amongst Christians, but for someone who is not a believer, where do you, what do you say to them? Because I'd kind of like to learn some tips of the trade here. <laughs> well, um, what I what I say to them is that the great gift of God is not just to get you into heaven, but to get heaven into you. Mm, good. Uh, the 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 great gift of God is that uh, God wants to redeem for Himself a people with whom he will reign forever for all eternity. And he being ever the gentleman never forces his invitation, but extends his invitation to every human being Hmm. who has ever lived. And when we say yes to him, then he in turn says yes to us and he forgives our sins. And he writes our name in the book of life. That's just a metaphor for saying he secures us. But then here's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Not only do we receive the gift of forgiveness of sins, but we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit to give us power to be the people that he's equipping us to be. We'll never be complete until we get to, we'll never be completely that person until we get to heaven, but we are completely saved now and we are being completed. We we, we are being finished. He's, He's exercising his will in us. And he does that through the Holy Spirit. And the fancy word for this in the Bible is sanctification. He's, he's turning us into saints. And he's helping us deal with the uh, struggles and challenges of life. So I think that's the way I would articulate it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and many people understand the Christian faith as forgiveness of sins and the promise of heaven. Let's not forget, though, the importance of the indwelling Holy Spirit to give us power to change and become more and more like Jesus as God intends for us. 
Yeah, and you know, I, I think you nailed it, and especially when it comes to Christians, because we understand that our sins are in the past and that our future is in heaven, but we forget about the present. There you have it. So, so what do you say to a Christian who is struggling right now with the present? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say help is here. <laughs> Not trying to be coy and promote the book, but I, I really believe that. I really believe that that help is here. It's leaning into that help uh, that can be a bit of a challenge, maybe foreign territory for us. And so first, uh, whether you feel it or not, trust the fact that if you have said yes to Christ, you have the Holy Spirit living within you. We can look at a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, or when you believed in Christ, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 1a. So trust that fact, mm-hmm. you know, whether you feel it or not. You know, some days I feel married, some days I feel a little less than <laughs> married. That doesn't change the fact that I am married, right? Because it's a fact. I can take you to a certain courthouse in Miami, Florida, and find the proof. You know, I'm a, I'm a married man. So whether you feel it or not, trust the fact. And then begin to behave like you're in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, get to know him. Uh, read about him. Read what Jesus says about him. I, I suggest starting the Gospel of John. Yeah and read chapters 14 and 15 and 16. And because that's the uh, final discourse Jesus had with his followers before his crucifixion. And he dedicated much of that discourse to the Holy, um, to telling them about the Holy Spirit. That's where we get the word comforter or advocate because he called the Holy Spirit our comforter. Mm -hmm. So just get to know him. And then lastly, uh, converse with him. Have a converse, have multiple conversations with him throughout the day. The Bible says we can lie to the spirit. We can quench the spirit. We can deny the spirit. So the spirit is truly a being with whom we can have a conversation. And, and, and Jesus said the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. And so whatever you're facing today, just ask the Holy Spirit and listen to him. And he will speak to you through the verse or the voice or both through scripture or through impressions or, or some a teacher, a pastor. Uh, he will he will make it his point to help you. Uh, the big idea, though, is you're not alone. You have a friend. You have heaven's unfailing friend to help you get home safely. All right. I'm, I'm going to go off script just a second here. <laughs> no surprise to someone who's probably, you know, who's been on the program before. I I was having a conversation with somebody, and you just said something that, that made me think of that. And, and they said that that there's no basically no precedent for hearing God's voice outside of the written Bible. And I thought, that's just all sorts of wrong. I mean, you know, uh, who, uh, Elisha, Elijah, Elisha, Elijah, I get confused. Here I am, Lord, send me. Okay, well, that's Old Testament. He didn't, maybe didn't have the scriptures that we have today. What do you say to somebody who says, you know, I I know I can read the Bible, but can I actually hear God's voice for myself today? Yeah, I um, I I come out of a a, a Christian heritage that taught me that um, 
I was taught that the scripture and the scripture alone is the voice that God uses today. Hmm. Uh, I, I just simply don't believe that to be the case. I, I, I don't believe that um, God would tell me to follow the leadings of the spirit if there is only scripture to rely on. Uh, if God truly inhabits me, if I'm, I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit, can he not take my mind, take my thoughts and direct me uh, however he wants me to go? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do believe in the authority of scripture. Of course I do. And I do believe that every voice I hear must subject itself or defer itself to, to Holy Scripture. Mm-hmm. If I have a thought that says, Max, go cheat on your wife, that's not from the Holy Spirit. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know that. But if I have a thought that says, Max, you need to apologize to your wife, then, well, <laughs> odds are that's a prompting of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that is consistent with with what Scripture says. And so um, I, I, I know people misuse that. I get it. People have abused that. And I do not like it when people come to me and say, Max, the Lord told me to tell you. <laughs> I've always felt I've always felt if you have to tell me the Lord said to tell you, then, you know, you're probably leveraging something. Yeah. Just tell me. Just tell me. And if it's from the Lord, he'll make sure I hear it. I, so I get that people have misused that. You've seen it. I've oh, yeah. seen it. Oh, yeah. OK, so but it doesn't mean that that we cannot avail ourselves of uh, the Holy Spirit using our thoughts to teach us and lead us. <laughs> my, when someone comes up to me and says, God told me to tell you, I, my, I immediately am like, uh, defense. And it's not that I'm defensive of God. It's, it's a, I'm, I'm a little yeah. concerned about where you're at there right now, you know, yeah. what's, what's about yeah. to hit me. But, yeah, I, so <laughs> I, I get you. Well, and that brings me back to the notes uh, because there's a question <laughs> on here uh, that your PR people give, and, and the PR people are great, but, it says, why does the topic of the Holy Spirit bring out the extremists among us? What is, what is, where are we going with that question? Well, again, this is something that you and I've seen. Um, the topic of the Holy Spirit brings out the, the two extremes. One is that person who likes to show off, who seems to make it their ministry to impress you and me with their intimates, intimacy with the Spirit. And they, they, their gifts of the spirit and the abilities they have that you and I will never have. That's their platform. And they, and that's extreme to the other extreme is uh, the person who says, if I haven't experienced it, then it's probably not legitimate. Mm -hmm. And they're the self uh, deputized police of the Holy spirit. And they intend to clamp down on anything that they themselves have not experienced. And so uh, those are the two extremes, uh, and, and we've probably met people on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Somewhere in between are the God-fearing, Bible-loving, heaven-longing, uh, blood-covered, uh, spirit-filled people, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, who, who really desire everything the Spirit has to give yeah. and uh, live in a, in a in a wonderful, and I, I even use the word adventure, mm-hmm. an adventure with the Holy Spirit, because we, we do our best to follow him. No one succeeds uh, perfectly, but we do our best to follow him. 
and enjoy his leading and guidance as our as our as our friend, our yeah. heavenly helper. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really good. As as the Irish say, for every mile of road, there's two miles of ditch. Do <laughs> you get that from Sheila? Uh, no, she's she's the Scottish. She, she's Scottish. Scottish. They're, yeah, they're the ones that were conquered. The Irish are the ones that were not conquered. But don't tell her I said that. Don't, she don't tell like her I had line. to ask. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're talking about this book, Help Is Here, new from Max Licato, and it's available now. Pick it up. It will encourage you. It will point you in the right direction. As you as you can tell, he's not going to push you into one ditch or the other. And and I think he's so spot on when he says, "Look, let's 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 keep the centered things centered." I have a question for you, and and it has to do with with the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know, we we're ready, we the Bible says the same power that 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 rose Jesus from the dead lives in us, and yet. So many people, they don't even have the power, it seems, to get through the day or to do the hard things like maybe forgive someone who's done something really bad to to them. What what does the power of the Holy Spirit look like? Mm. Well, Randy, uh, I can only say what the power of the Holy Spirit feels like in my life. Uh, but the, there is the promise of power. Remember, Jesus, before he ascended, told the disciples, go to Jerusalem and wait, uh, and there you will receive power from on high, power from on high. So the Holy Spirit is equated with power. Uh, When I was 34, 35 years old, I was new as a senior pastor of our church in San Antonio, and I just wore myself out. Um, I really thought I was in charge of solving everybody's problems, preaching the best sermons, raising all the money, and then traveling around the world. I mean, I was just crazy. On top of that, I had three small daughters. Mm. I was uh, neglecting my wife, mm. and we had two kids in diapers. So it, it was it was a, a tough stretch. I developed insomnia. I've had sleep issues my whole life. I've always struggled to get a good night's sleep. I don't know why. Uh, but... I've thought of maybe I should start listening to my own sermons. That's probably when I'll start sleeping better. No, anyway. Uh, so uh, I, I, I got, I, I, yeah, I had really bad insomnia. Here's the reason I share that story. I would climb out of bed in the middle of the night, wide awake, and I would go into my study at the house and I would, I would pray. I would pray. I think those are some of the most heartfelt prayers in my whole life. I wasn't praying to be heard. I wasn't praying to impress. I was praying because I was desperate. Little by little, I began to sense power. I, I was, it was not like Saul to Paul on the Damascus Road, okay? It was a little bit each week, maybe just a little bit better. I sleep a little bit longer. My sermon had a little more punch to it. I had a little more confidence. We saw some healings in our church, some, some really miraculous healings, some things that caused me to perk up. Hmm. And, and, and also my sky kind of went from perpetually gray to uh, springtime. I just, I just felt joy. So uh, we, we about that time were studying in the Gospel of John. And I read John 14 where Jesus called the Holy Spirit the Comforter. And I, it just dawned on me. I said, well, that's who's been helping me. <laughs> so, so there's the power that I experienced and experience to this day. 
it's it's a wind in the sails mm. it's a lifting of the head it's a straightening of the shoulders it's a deep breath of fresh air every day yeah pretty much i'll, I'll just say it, it's, i really depend on him and, and when i feel weak it's usually because i've been denying or quenching him but he's ever present to give i think all of us the uh the power uh to to, you know, that we need, that we desire. You know, what I, I appreciate about you you telling about that is that we tend to make the Holy Spirit either dead or weird. And, <laughs> yeah. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you yeah. make it very practical. I mean, if, if there's mm. not a practicality to spirit-led living, I kind of think, what's the point? Yeah. I think you're right. I've never heard it said that way, Randy. I wish I'd put that phrase in the book, <laughs> but we do, we do. And uh, consequently, consequently, many people do not turn to him for help. Yeah. Uh, if he's dead or if he's weird, why turn to him? But if he truly is our heaven sent helper, uh, our unfailing friend, our comforter, then we, I think, will turn to him and find great strength. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you about this topic, um, and it's the gifts of the Spirit, because I've heard, I mean, you know, <laughs> I've been in a pretty wide range of churches. I've heard a pretty wide range of, of you know, sermons on, on that one. Uh, where do you where do you come down on the gifts? Do, you know, do we have to exercise them to, or do they just give in? Is it, we get one, but not the others. One, I mean, how, how do you view all that? How much time do we have? Go <laughs> to the cliff notes. They'll have to go to the book to get all the details. The cliff notes. The cliff notes. Yeah. Well, I I believe that the Holy Spirit distributes gifts that advance His cause and glorify Jesus Christ, and I believe that uh, uh, there those all the gifts given to the New Testament Church are still active and alive today. Mm. Uh, some of these gifts are more practical, if that's a word, like yeah. administration, hospitality. Some are a little more inspirational, like encouragement and mercy. Uh, some are more supernatural, like praying in a heavenly language or tongues, or even healing might fall into that uh, category. Uh, but I believe that all gifts given to the New Testament church are given to the church today. I, I, I would be... Uh, I'm not what's called a cessationist. Right. I believe that the gifts continue. Right. Uh, I do believe that one of the most common mistakes is we use gifts to advance our own cause rather than show off the cause or, or, or advance the cause of Christ. I do believe the Apostle Paul said to earnestly seek the gifts of the Spirit. So we should earnestly seek them. Some gifts are given to us upon conversion. But I believe that gifts are continued to be given under the authority of the Holy Spirit uh, as the Holy Spirit desires throughout our entire lifetime. So let's stay humble. Let's keep a childlike spirit. Let's be careful and not be judgmental just because you have a gift and I don't. There's no, it's foolish for me to be jealous or judgmental. It's all up to the Holy Spirit. Uh, but I do believe that all those gifts given to the New Testament church are still being given today, and that we desperately need them uh, to to help this this world in which we live. Is I, that Cliff Notes enough? That, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that really answers the question. I, I think as soon as we get to God can't or God doesn't, 
we get in a real bad position. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Because, you know. Well, go ahead. No, no. Well, I mean, the Holy Spirit is so beyond what you and I can ever understand, right? He, yeah. he is beyond. He, 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 I often say, you know, my, my book might be one toe in the Pacific Ocean of the Holy Spirit. Your book would be another. You're, you may get a whole foot in. Somebody may get a leg in, but nobody is going to comprehend. So let's not think for a second that anybody really understands everything that he's doing. Yeah, and, and what I was going to say is, is to touch on what you said, which is it, the Holy Spirit is not, and even the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they're not about us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, it, just, it, just, it just seems a little backwards a lot of times the way we approach it because it's it's about the giver yeah. of the gift, you know. Certainly, and, and it's for His purpose, yeah. not our purpose. For not, His purpose, yeah, not our purpose. purpose. Yeah. Not our. It's for His glory. Yeah. Yeah. And the moment I start using uh, my gift to uh, glorify me and not Him, then I'm out of I'm out of line. <laughs> and uh, so let's be very careful. Yeah. All right. I love it. Uh, we could continue. I know you have you have things to do there in New York City. Uh, and getting back to Texas <laughs> as soon as you can, I hope. But I just want to give you the last word. By this time word. tomorrow, my Lord willing. <laughs> You'll do what? I'm sorry? By this time tomorrow. This, okay. By this time tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. well, the, the weather's been good here, so you should make it fine. Um, last word from you, just to anybody that's been watching, going, hey, okay, interesting conversation. Um, I, I think I get where he's going. But what do they just need to, when, when they finish this interview, what do they need to walk away with? Yeah. I would want you to walk away with hope, with hope, because some of you really are tired. Maybe you've buried somebody that you love more than life. Maybe you just can't land that job. Or maybe you've written uh, too many checks and you've got more checks out than you do cash to cover. And you're really tired. You're just worn out. I would want you to know that you have a heaven sent helper. You have an unfailing friend. Please don't be disheartened. Uh, it's not an overwhelming task to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, ask him for help. Ask him to guide you, to strengthen you. Open your Bible, open your heart, and receive. Uh, Jesus breathed on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And so in the same way as he breathes out, you inhale and receive the Holy Spirit. Good days are ahead for you, my friend, and that's because help is here. Love it. Max Lucado, I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Safe travels, uh, and just thank you so much for sharing. I just, It's a blessing every time I talk to you. Thank you, sir. It's, it's my blessing. You take care. Absolutely. You guys out there, you can check out maxlucado.com. Looks just like this. More things from Max and, uh, and about you know, some more encouragement. And come back because we've got more for you right here on Life Today Live, check out and help us here available in bookstores now. We'll see you again next time. Some people get enthusiasm, they imagine it's the Holy Spirit. They want to live the way they want to live and have the Holy Spirit as a bit of uh, something extra. The Holy Spirit must be Lord.